0: For your next vacation spot, check out Texas for their vast landscape of culture, regions, destinations, and activities. Explore 350 miles of coastline and every kind of hiking trail, from strenuous to wheelchair accessible. Enjoy world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Travel Texas even offers an online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours.
1: You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time.
0: Hey, everyone. I have a quick favor to ask. We are up for a Signal Award. This is like a podcast awards thing. And uh, we're in the category of Best Commute Podcast. It would be really lovely if people wanted to go and vote for us in that category. It is the Signal Awards, and the category is Best Commute Podcast. If you went over there and voted for Atlas Obscura, I would be very grateful. Okay, onto the show. We're going to talk today about a secret place. Yes. Like, secret in a complicated way, because although it's your sort of secret place, a place that you love, it's also like it's made a lot of internet lists. Can, yes. Can you, can yes. you, sh- can you share <laughs> kind of the general like I, I, list yeah. vibe that, that, that your secret <laughs> place is included in?
1: Yes, My Secret Place uh, just this year was ranked number one as the worst place to get stoned on 420. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It was listed by Forbes as uh, the third most depressing city in America. Uh, Back when the recession was hitting, Yahoo said we were the city least likely to come back from the recession.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Man, this is a kind of a rough set of press
1: for this place. So what... what, (laughs) What is this city? It is Rockford, Illinois, baby. Rockford, Illinois.
0: Today, I am talking with Ashley Ray. Ashley is a comedian, a TV critic, and host of the podcast TV I Say with Ashley Ray. But most of all, for this conversation, she and I are both fans of underappreciated Midwestern cities. More of this love letter the unloved, after this. Rockford, Illinois, is about 90 miles northwest of Chicago. And if we're honest, it's not exactly the poster child for Illinois tourism.
1: We have more crime per capita than Chicago. We have more lead in our water than Flint, Michigan uh rockford is often called the Flint, michigan of illinois (laughs) we used to be called the screw city because we had the largest screw factory in the world we like provided all the screws in the world like in the (laughs) 1950s or something it does feel
0: like calling yourself (laughs) screw city is like a little (laughs) bit of like You're putting yourself in a little bit of a dangerous box there.
1: You know, yeah. Back then, they didn't realize. (laughs) They were just like, we make screw, screw city, baby. Screw city. Yeah. Everything you've said up to this point
0: (laughs) would not necessarily lead you to think that this was a place you were especially fond of. What is it that you like about Rockford? What is it that makes it secret?
1: It's my secret place because I was raised there. (laughs) 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 I I grew up there and I love going back, even though my friends do not know why. They're like, why are you trying to go visit Rockford? There's nothing to do there. I don't agree with any of that. It is truly the place that made me the funny creative person that I am because it was the place where you had to find your own creativity. And so it has a special place in my heart. So like in as much detail as you can, what, does it look like when you're in Rockford? What's the city like? There's tons and tons of natural prairie. The Rock River is this beautiful river that goes through the town. So there's all of this just like beautiful nature there that makes it so unique. Old Rockford is our downtown. It used to be bustling. So in the 60s, 70s, uh, and really like during World War II, especially that's when Rockford blew up it is historic. The Rockford Peaches, if you're familiar with A League of Their Own, sure, <laughs> that's where they're from. My hometown. Hey. Their like uh, baseball stadium where they originally practiced is still there downtown. There's like all these old factories that have like historical uh, importance and are like labeled historical buildings. And if you go deep enough into Rockford, you will get there. And then that's when you realize, oh, I'm in a town with like a beautiful history, and this isn't just like a Starbucks. <laughs>
0: Well, one question before I do my next question. Uh, Have you ever considered becoming a Rockford Peach? Is this like a a potential (laughs)
1: option? I mean, uh, the the team, I believe, was ended. Like, Ah. you know, when the men came back from the war, they were like, we don't need girls to play baseball anymore. Get out of here. And so I think all of the the women's baseball teams were shut down. So I I have dressed as a Rockford Peach about Ah. three times. Yes. I have a Rockford Peaches uniform with my last name on it. It is my go-to like costume because I'm just like, I'm a Rockford girl, Rockford Peach. So let's keep this easy.
0: <laughs> so when I asked if you'd considered becoming a Rockford, the answer is yes, I'm already a <laughs> i am already I am already one, actually. <laughs>
1: yes, I am <laughs> <Yeah>. already one. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, so you grew up there. Like, what was it like growing up there? What did you do? What was the vibe of the, the city for you?
1: You know, I I think a lot of people will be shocked that as a a kid and teen, I loved Rockford. I thought it was a place that gave me so much freedom to do whatever I wanted, to explore, to break into buildings, to graffiti, to smoke pot on abandoned train tracks. I mean,
0: I grew up just just north of you in Minneapolis and Ah, doing very much the same kinds of things, breaking into abandoned buildings, graffiti, Running yeah. around, riding
1: our bikes around the city—like, oh, yeah,
0: this was the thing. That's, that's right. Yeah,
1: that's fun. Define fun. <laughs> My friends and I got really into photography, which, like, old school, like through film cameras. Which I don't, I don't think, if I was in Chicago where there were things to do, I would have been like hey, let's get into like, you know, 120 cameras and go yeah. break into an abandoned theater and take weird photos. Yeah. <laughs> but that was all we really had. And it's such a strange place to grow up as a teenager because there's so little to do, but there's so much freedom that you can make almost anything happen.
0: Totally. No, that sense of freedom is like it's so powerful when you're when you're yeah. a kid. Do you remember
1: any of the, like, abandoned spaces you went and, like, spent time in? Yes, absolutely. The Times Theater, it is exactly what you think of when you think, like, 1950s. And it's, like, one day they were still using it, showing shows, and someone just came in and was like, we're done, and just shut everything down. Yeah, The marquee, everything is still up, still showcases, like, the last thing that was shown there. And it's also weird because the doors are, like, Pretty much, I think now they locked them and boarded them up, probably because of children like me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but back then, you could just walk up and the doors were open. Yeah. And when we discovered that, we were like, oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> yes. Dude, wait a second. This makes Rockford like an incredible place to get stoned. Are you kidding right? me?
1: It's in, what the I, top, it's in the top five. Number one. I smoked <laughs> pot there all the time. And it was so fun <laughs> to smoke in that weird phantom theater. Yes. That was like the little inside secret us kids had. The other one was the Amrock building, which uh, I guess back in World War II or something, it was like this very important factory that built important parts of boats. And so it is historically designated as like a building that couldn't be torn down. Mm. Uh, And so instead, they turned it into a very like fancy hotel. But before that, it was just this empty, abandoned factory uh, that you could just go into. And if you go to the top, it's like the highest point in downtown yes. Rockford. Uh, you can see all the way to Byron, Illinois, baby. And it's it's just like, it, it's a really just beautiful open factory that had these giant windows. And in the day, if you broke in, you could take like these gorgeous sunrise shots. It was just beautiful. So, you know, to me, it, it was a place where I got to explore and become adventurous. Uh, you're making me so nostalgic. Like, this is so similar to my my teenage years in Minneapolis
0: and that we went yeah. to this called Gold Medal Flower, which also now has been turned into like a fancy condo or something. But it was this crazy, like nine story tall old flour mill. And yeah, you could get up there. You were in downtown. It was right on the Mississippi. You could watch uh, the fireworks uh, on Fourth of July from there. If you like yeah. if you were able to sneak in. That's past what the, we would the, do. The
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the special memories I have of Rockford is like, yeah. If you know where to look, it is such a special place where you can do pretty much anything, uh, but people just don't really know where to look. I feel
0: like the freedom you're talking about as a teenager and the ability to, like, kind of build the myth of the place for yourself. You know what I mean? Like you get to know the city, you get to have those experiences and then to just like kind of like fall in love with all these parts that other people don't see or don't understand or appreciate. It's like a really powerful sense of identity yeah. belonging.
1: Exactly. And I just I love like truly my I, my friends don't get it. Like I'm like 815 till I die. Like I go back <laughs> all the time. It's my favorite. 815 is our area. And I think it's one of those places that truly could have a renaissance if people hmm. just understood how much history it really had, how much there is to appreciate there. Yeah, I mean, the city <laughs> also does have a deep history. It's, a, it's an old city. Yeah, it is an old city. 1836, Rockford was founded. And it was actually one of the first cities founded uh, by a black guy, Louis Lemon. He was uh, one of the founders of Rockford with two white guys. But because of that, there was more diversity in Rockford than in some of the other places. I believe the other two people were Swedish people who founded it. Uh, And at one point, Rockford had a larger uh, Swedish population than any place but Stockholm. So growing up, I was so accustomed to Swedish culture, Swedish food. I could speak some Swedish. I was obsessed with like Ingmar Bergman movies because it was just everywhere around me. Like, yeah, I didn't realize most people don't know what a Swedish pancake is, like, until I got to college. And I was like, what do you mean you guys have never had a lingonberry? Are you crazy? Yes, Midwest. <laughs> Midwest. Yeah, totally. And it's, yeah. And it's just like one of those special things where I'm like, if I'd grown up anywhere else, I never would have gotten to appreciate those things, to learn about those things. Like...
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> Ashley and I are forming. A uh, uh, Rockford Advisory Council. If you uh, want Rockford, you want to throw us a little cash, we're going to make, we're going to get people to Rockford. This we'll make happen.
1: it happen. And I mean, <laughs> to, like when I say I truly love Rockford and always have, even as a teenager, I actually was on the mayor's youth advisory council. <laughs> yes. Uh, like when I was. <laughs> try- <laughs> what were you trying to do as part of that council? So when I was 16, the mayor was like, we got to help the teenagers Hmm. and so he started this advisory council to go how do we make rockford better for teenagers i think they were like oh we should i don't know build a library or something (laughs) like more i don't know, give them books or something and i was just like concerts we should throw concerts bro let me throw a concert bro i'll do it at my school (laughs) you you and i were living like little
0: parallel lives i was on the walker teen arts council which was like (laughs) and my solution was just like graffiti walls like we gotta yeah. make more graffiti walls it's obvious this is the yeah. thing that this city needs i was, yeah. Yeah, I
1: truly was just like we should just like have a wall where kids can graffiti <laughs> yeah. and then we should just have venues where kids can go to concerts so that we aren't doing them where we get in trouble we weren't wrong <laughs> we were wrong <laughs> That's a good idea we weren't wrong yeah I, I just remember feeling as a teen in rockford i could do anything and make anything happen at any level And that's not something I've ever felt anywhere else. So
0: you no longer live in Rockford? No, no. Where do you
1: live now? Uh, I'm in L.A. now. I left Rockford when I was 18. I went to college in Massachusetts. uh, And... I actually was on the cover of the Rockford Register Star because I got like the most scholarship money to go to my college that year. There's like a quote with me that's like, Rockford is my home and I have friends and family here and I will always credit Rockford for making me who I am and I will come back and save this city someday. You're doing, this is
0: happening. You're still on that (laughs) list.
1: I am a one woman Rockford, Illinois tourism department. I truly love going back and seeing my connections to all this history.
0: So the other people, you know, like who've gotten out of Rockford, do
1: you have the same love for Rockford? No, 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 No. as far as I can tell, (laughs) everyone else who gets out of Rockford is very like, I made it. I survived. I'm never going back. I'm never looking back. (laughs) It is sort of like uh, a Sodom and Gomorrah type deal. I feel like sometimes where people are afraid if they look back, they'll get stuck there. They'll they'll, get sucked back in. Yeah, Yeah. they're, (laughs) they're turned into stone and they'll never, or to salt and they never leave. So I get the fear of that, of like getting stuck there. But, you know, I think by uplifting the city, we can change that. And by, you know, reminding people of how great it is and how much opportunity there is. And I think for me specifically, I, as a TV writer, it's what made me want to write. It's what made me yeah. want to make movies and write TV. Most of my things I've written are set in Rockford. So much of mm-hmm. what I write about is set in the Midwest and Rockford and wanting to to really highlight a side of that place that people don't think about, that people don't realize the diversity and the just just possibilities that are there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's like a good, there's like a real rich tradition of writers and TV writers who like, have this deep, deep, deep love for a place. I think about like David Simon. I think, you know, there's just yeah. like th- th- this where you're just kind of like, no, the the complexity, all the things that you look at and see like, oh, this place is shitty. I look at and see this is a deep and complicated and fascinating and, and often amazing and beautiful place, you know? Yes. Like
1: a, yeah. It's, yeah. it's gorgeous. You know, it truly is my little secret place. And I just want the whole world to know How special it is.
0: (laughs) That was Ashley Ray, comedian, TV critic, and above all, a proud Rockford native. Ashley also hosts a podcast called TV I Say with Ashley Ray. You can listen on Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. It is great. I highly recommend it. This episode was produced by
1: Johanna Mayer.
0: Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura, and Stitcher Studios. The production team includes
1: Doug Baldinger Chris Naka Camille Stanley
0: Manolo Morales Baudelaire
1: Gabby Gladney
0: Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. If you want to learn more, be sure to visit AtlasObscura.com. There is a link in the episode description. And our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tindall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time.